welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch from 6 to 9 every weekday morning on hitthatline.com. You can also check out that website for great content as well as some great interviews, videos, articles, everything that you could possibly need on the Razorbacks at hitthatline.com. Where, oh where, to begin on this podcast. Appreciate everybody listening in today. We're going to, of course, break down the Arkansas-Colorado State game as best as we can. There's a lot to unfold from that. We'll also get to some of your voicemails and get into the SEC slate. We're all going to be having it on this busy, busy podcast here the Monday after the big game, or at least somewhat of a big game. We'll call it a big game. Folks, Arkansas lost to Colorado State on Saturday, and I will admit that um, last week, I, I felt like this was going to be blowout city for the Razorbacks, just given how bad the defense was for Colorado State and how I felt that the defense for Arkansas had improved enough to where they'd be able to slow down the offense. And, you know, for the first half, I actually felt pretty good about it. Now, Ty Story did not play well at all. There's no ifs, ands, buts, or about it. He did not play well to start the game. But the rushing attack was really good very good in fact much better than i ever anticipated it seemed like the holes were opening up dev while whaley had over 150 yards looked that he looked like as good as you could possibly ask or what you thought he would be even guys like tj hammonds were getting involved and chase hayden and rakeem boyd it all seemed to be going pretty well in the rushing attack so therefore you didn't really need the passing game to be as good as what you could have hoped not saying that you needed a bad passing game but still you were making it work without it. And the defense really in the first half just was as about as good as you could ask the defense to do. Held them to only nine points, three field goals, and it seemed like they were coming up with big plays. They had some turnovers that they were able to cause. They were getting pressure on the quarterback. Colorado State, they were all out of sorts. They didn't know what to do. And it looked like everything was going according to plan. But then... The fourth quarter happened. Just like we've seen in so many games before, the fourth quarter happened. And Arkansas gave up a lead that they were up 27-9. to I know, granted, that was uh, still technically in the second half, not necessarily the fourth quarter. But in the second half, they were up 27-9. to They had been playing so well. And there were just a few plays here and there that really made you wonder and made you think, why Arkansas was a better team than Colorado State they were a more talented team than Colorado State they have better players than Colorado State I will still believe that they had a better organization a better setup a better idea a better game plan than Colorado State but it didn't matter it did not matter once again a lead choked away and Arkansas loses it to Colorado State 34 to 27 you know there's people that have been pointing to the play in the very first play of the fourth quarter where Arkansas punted it when it was fourth and less than a yard around midfield where the score is 27 to 13 you felt like maybe there was some momentum changing and people will point to that bait people will point to the play where Cole Kelly threw a bomb to Jordan Jones and he caught it but a millisecond a millisecond, his left foot touched out of bounds before his right foot touched inbounds. That's a play people look at. 
And I would agree that those are some plays that could have made or break the game or at least changed it up a lot. But it's deeper than that, folks. This isn't just a one play here or there and you win the game. It's, it's not as simple as that. It comes down to why in the world did Arkansas blow this lead again? Why did Arkansas choke it away again? This is a deep-rooted problem that I don't know if we can find the solution this season. I, I don't know. I'm not one of these fans that are jumping off the rooftops and can't believe the world is coming to an end because Chad Morris is a terrible coach and needs to be fired. There's people that are doing that. That's not me. I don't believe that two games is vindicative of what a coach can do, especially given the circumstance of what Chad Morris has had to endure and the type of you know, crap sandwich that he was handed by the previous regime. I don't believe that at all. But what I do believe is I believe you have a very mentally soft team that might be so far gone from overcoming their mental softness, if you will, that it may just be time to start mixing some things up, getting the younger players some run. Now, they're in some spots where you can't, like offensive line, for instance. You can't just play young players because you don't have enough young players to play. you got to play this. But I'm talking about throwing in some defensive players that are maybe some younger guys. Maybe throwing in a younger quarterback, especially. Young receivers. Throwing in some guys in there that will maybe not have the same stench of blowing fourth quarter leads and having the mental toughness of a mouse, if that even makes I don't even make sense. But you get what I'm saying. My goodness. I'm 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 just trying to make it all work here. But my point is is that something's gotta be mixed up. Because, folks, if this team cannot be mentally tough enough to hold a three-score lead over a team like Colorado State late in the game, they're never going to overcome that. It's never going to happen. Not with these guys. That's not something that you can just coach. I had Tyler Wilson, former Razorback quarterback, on my show on the Morning Rush this morning, and he brought up the fact that when comparing it to Petrino, and no one probably wants to hear this, but it's the truth. When Petrino came in, he was a guy that was so mean, so ruthless, just give you the look of death when you came off the sidelines if you didn't do the things that you were supposed to do. That not only intimidated players to play and perform at a high level, but it also made them extremely mentally tough to where if they could deal with the tongue lashings that Bobby Petrino gave them, then they could absolutely deal with late-game situations and adversity. And that was the biggest difference. This team had no, and I mean no, mental toughness in the fourth quarter and did not have anything to overcome adversity. And that's sickening and it's scary it really is because where is it going to change how is it going to get better what are the things that are going to be able to be the Chad Morris's in his big old bag of goodies that he can just pull out and say here you go this is what's going to fix it I, I don't see anything nothing at all 
and it may be a long season. You don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it, but it may be a very long season for the Razorbacks. Trent Moore's talked about overcoming adversity and saying that against North Texas, which North Texas may be a better team than what Colorado State was, and you got to play them this weekend. Chad Morris even said that this team, we gotta we got to be more mentally tough in the fourth quarter. And he takes he takes the blame, too. I mean, he's, he's as a coach, says it starts with him, which is what you want to hear. But it's almost like I, I feel bad for Chad Morris. I don't blame any of this on Chad Morris. There was some questionable pull play calling. I, I get that. But there's questionable play, questionable play calling in every game by every coach. But if they win the game, you don't bring it up. If Arkansas won this game, that fourth down play doesn't matter. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about uh, the, the play at the, in the end zone where it may or may not have been a touchdown to Jordan Jones. No one's talking about that if Arkansas won. So I'm not even going down that road. But as a coach in Chad Morris, I don't know what he can do to exterminate this cancer of this team where they just completely collapse and fall in on themselves anytime the going gets tough. I don't know what they can do. But what I do know is as you as a Razorback fan, I don't know what to tell you either. I don't know how to tell you what to feel, what to think, what to believe. Because this is such a bad time in Razorback football. And it's not Chad Morris's fault. I feel bad for him because of it. But folks, I know I'm young, but I cannot remember a time where Razorback football has been this down. It was a reality check on Saturday. I cannot remember a time where you felt as a fan so hopeless. Where you as a fan looked around and said, this isn't some coach that's you know, ruined this and that he's at the head hog. There's, no, there's, there's nothing that you can just look around and maybe point to and try to make sense out of all of it. There doesn't look like there's any end in light at the tunnel the end of the tunnel there, there's just nothing that you can see right now that's not to say it won't be here it's not to say chad morris won't get it going i still think i still have faith in chad morris i still believe that he can get the job done hasn't changed my mind there but it's it was a reality of seeing just exactly where you stand as a football program and you can thank the previous regime for that a bad coach can destroy a program. A good coach takes years to build up, but a bad coach can destroy it quicker than anything. I'm just hoping that Chad Morris has the ability, has the know-how, has the mental toughness, and has the attitude to power through this. Because right now, it doesn't look good on the horizon. If Arkansas loses to North Texas this weekend, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what you can do. But what I do know is that you have to be patient. You have to, you have to hope. You may even have to pray a little bit. But for all you Razorback fans that are listening to this podcast, I feel you. It sucks. I know. Hang in there, though. Give it a few years. Don't accept mediocrity. Don't accept failure.
but accept the fact and accept the reality that it's going to take a bit to get out of this hole that you're in. Accept that. Give it time. Give it a couple years, three years, four years. Let's see where it goes. But right now, it's where you're at. Start thinking about where you're going instead. That's all I can tell you. Football is finally here, folks. Fantasy football season's here. I won my first game in my fantasy league. And also am making a lot of money from FanDuel.com. It has never been more fun or easier to play. And if you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. If you don't believe me, how's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever, and here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance and sign up now. I like winning money, and I'm winning money. How do you, you know, and radio pays me fine, I guess, but if I want to afford that truck payment out there for that nice, red, beautiful F-150 that I'm paying for, I got to win some extra dough on the side, and FanDuel is definitely helping me out with that. To get into the free $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash Locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. So come play with me. Let's win some money together. Let's all be happy together and win some green on it. Fanduel.com slash locked on. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the next part of the podcast. Uh, we've been, of course, trying to set up some voicemails for you guys to call in and leave to have played back on the podcast. And I apologize. I know you guys have been leaving some, but we've had some technical difficulties to try to make it happen. Uh, depending on how the podcast goes and the length of your voicemails, sometimes we'll play a few, sometimes we'll just play one. And this one comes from someone who didn't leave their name. So take for, I guess, anonymous, anonymous voicemail. Um I think you probably can understand how it's going to go. I'm sure uh, he's not very happy. So uh, here's from someone, an anonymous voicemail, and then they left about the Razorbacks' performance and where they're at right now in the Chad Morris era. Hey, John. Uh, real quick, I'm a student at the University of Arkansas. I've been a supporter of the Hawks for about 12 straight years. And, you know, when things like this happen, I always try to look at it in a mature way and take it for what it is and not be a negative Nancy. But, you know, at this point, I'm pretty numb to all this crap. This is a mess. Like, I don't, be, I don't think people realize how bad this football team is. We may not win another game. You look at the schedule, North Texas is pretty dang good. We may go 2-10 this year. And that seven, number 17 recruiting class you are talking about with 10 four-stars, yeah, that ain't going to be coming here. And people say, oh, no, Chad Morris builds relationships with these guys. They're coming here because they love Chad Morris. They're not going to come based upon the performance this year. Uh, I'll tell you right now, you suck that bad, <laughs> there's nothing going to be going for you. So if you look back at the old days with uh, Bobby Petrino, We've never gotten back up at that point. And, you know, something that I want people to do, and this is something I did the other night, just go ahead and go on YouTube and look up some Bobby Petrino Arkansas highlights. Go back to 2010, 2011, when we had Joe Adams, Jerry Hunt, Greg Childs. And I want you to look at the speed of those guys and look at the talent level that we had here in Arkansas. And then I want you to compare it to what we have this year in, like, the past five years. It's night and day. 
there is no talent on this team. I hear Mike Woods, actually, I, you know, I go to Arkansas, and there's a few football players that are in my classes. I've talked with them about Mike Woods, and they tell me he's the real deal. He's the best receiver we have on the team. He just doesn't know the offense yet. So we have some talent on the team, but it's not on the field yet. But back in the day, we had five of those Mike Woods. So what I'm saying is it can be done here. You can bring talent in. It's not like we're some program who just can't get anybody. You can get it here. You can be a first-tier program here at Arkansas. I mean, you look at Fayetteville, it is a beautiful place. we got a beautiful stadium, new renovation, amazing facilities. There's no reason why you can't get players here. Look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss got players in. Appreciate the voicemail, Anonymous Man. And, uh, you know, there's some things that I, I totally agree and I totally see. It just, I can tell by the tone of your voice, man, that it, it, you are in pain. And that's fine. I think a lot of Razorback fans can uh, relate to what you're going through and how you feel. That is for sure. But, you know, as far as the talent being on the team, and you mentioned going back to looking at Bobby Petrino highlights, I've been saying this forever, guys, that, you know, Bobby Petrino was a great coach, great mastermind. He could have won with a lot of different things. But the reason that he won so much of a high rate is because of the speed he had this team with arkansas i think maybe tj hammonds davion warren and you mentioned mike mike woods which i haven't seen much of them but i've also heard the same things you have between those three guys that's probably the fastest players you have on the team at least game breaking speed but back when petrino was playing joe adams had he could take it from the house to the house at any point jerry's Wright could as well kobe hamilton could as well Nile Davis, Dennis Johnson, both of those guys could as well. I mean, you just were surrounded by guys that were able to take it to the house at any point in time, not even thinking twice, and then boom, they're gone. And they don't have that right now at all, nobody. And that's why I'm trying to wait and try to tell everybody, hey, just chill out for a bit. Let's see what Chad Morris can do when he gets his recruits because I'm telling you folks, this roster that Brett Bielma left behind is one of, if not the worst roster when it comes to high-end talent that has ever been put on the field against Arkansas. Last year, this team went 4-8. and eight. And even the reasons that you went 4-8 and eight last year, those reasons are gone. Austin Allen's gone. Frank Ragnow was gone. Imagine if you had those two players right now. People dog Austin Allen, but just imagine if you had Austin Allen right now and Frank Ragnow. What the difference would be? I think it'd be huge. But woulda, coulda, shoulda. So that team went four and eight. And you lost those guys. They're gone. And now you're having to make up for it. Cole Kelly and Ty Story aren't the answer. Those aren't the guys that I want to see playing quarterback at Arkansas for the future. Nice kids. Sure, they try hard. But there ain't nothing I've seen from either one of those guys to make me think that they're high-end, highly capable quarterbacks. And maybe I'm blaming the previous regime too much, but I'm serious. Ty Story should be much more developed than he is. And I don't think it was a... I think it was a very poor job by the previous coaching staff to develop him. I don't even know what in the world Cole Kelly looks like. Good grief. So it's just bad all around. It's just bad all around. Maybe Chad Morris can find some guys hidden in this roster... Maybe we just don't know about them. But as far as the recruiting goes, like you mentioned, too, there's plenty of reasons to come to Arkansas. Beautiful campus, beautiful facilities. I think that there's a style that's something that people want to latch on to and play with. But you got to win. And you got to get people to buy in. 
Chad Morris has had to turn around a pretty down program before SMU. And in year three, they got up to seven wins. Now, obviously, that's not where you guys what you guys want to hear, but it's the truth. He's able to do that. And I think he can do it at Arkansas and at least get it going in the right direction, maybe even faster than what people are hoping for. But he just doesn't have any Jimmys and Joes on the team, folks. He is – I feel bad for him. Once again, I feel bad for him. But this is the reality. This is where you're at right now. Sucks, doesn't it? Hey, if you want to leave a voicemail, just like this anonymous person did. Thanks for your name. Just – it's easy, folks. Call 682-747-6963 or 682-74-ROWDY. Isn't that nice? Six eight two seven four rowdy, and I'll be sure that we read your voicemail, respond to your voicemails. You'll listen to your voicemails, respond to your voicemails, and we'll have some fun with it. And hopefully, I can get the technology to work. Hopefully, it even works this time. So we'll have to wait and see. So keep those coming. I really enjoy those, and I know you do as well. Hey, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, and it's usually about what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. Obviously, because that Arkansas winning, silly me, That's stupid. I'll never do that again. But if you think you know who's going to win, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important who you're betting with and that's why i always tell my people to go and bet with my bookie trust me guys they are the best bet this season for you they've been in the business for years they have great reviews online and their mobile site is very easy to use lay down some cash and win big today i would only recommend this service to all of you because you're awesome i love you i don't say that often but i love you and i'm urging you to make your way to my bookie because when you win they pay they have great in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. That's up to 100% with a $1,000. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate your offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim the bonus because when you play you win you get paid at my bookie you are locked on razorbacks daily arkansas razorbacks podcast all right final segment of the locked on razorbacks podcast i got to tell you it was a great weekend for college football a lot of great games and i got to give some uh, kudos out to some particular people and some particular teams and maybe even some particular players but i'm looking at man kentucky beating florida in gainesville is awesome i have no cares in the world about this game i don't care about mark stoops in kentucky i don't care about dan mullen in florida i don't care if one wins great if the other one loses then fine too i had no dog in this fight but it was really cool to see the excitement from Kentucky fans for ending the 31-year drought against Florida by finally winning. I think we all can agree that Mark Stoops at Kentucky just fell backwards into getting a contract extension and probably a big fat raise for beating Florida, and rightfully so. He should, because not only did you beat them, you beat them in Gainesville. Nobody does that. I mean, look at Arkansas. You know, Arkansas and Kentucky have the same amount of wins against Florida since '92. Granted, Kentucky's played them every year, but still, it kind of shows you that. And Arkansas's never won in Gainesville. So to go down in Gainesville against a team with Dan Mullen, which is a pretty good team. I mean, they're not terrible. They're a pretty solid team. They're going to be a team that's going to compete for an SEC East title or anything, but still good. For you to go down there and beat them, that's awesome. So kudos to Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm proud of you. Finally, the drought is over. And they were tipping over cars and rioting in the streets of Lexington. You know, some people hate that, but... 
I love it. As long as nobody gets hurt. It's all in good fun. Anytime you can riot over a victory, that's all right in my book. Actually, it's not. I'm kidding. Don't do that, Razorback fans. If you guys beat North Texas and know what you're thinking, you're going to go out in the streets and celebrate like there's no tomorrow. Don't do that. Please don't do that. So, but kudos to them. And also, I got to say kudos to Texas A&M. And I'm going to hold my nose while doing this. But uh, A&M played a really good game against Clemson. They fell short. I still don't like Aggies. I still don't like Jimbo Fisher. I'm still not sold on Jimbo Fisher doing a great job at A&M. But I will give credit where credit is due. They played a heck of a game. And Clemson's a really good team. They're no joke. They're another team that's probably going to win the ACC going away this year. And that atmosphere was electric. Uh, A&M played a great game. And that may be another game where Arkansas just can't find a way to, to get a victory there. <sighs> it's just going to be such such a long season for the Razorbacks. Such a long season. Help me. Pray for, pray with me. Let's power through this all together. But kudos to A&M playing really good against Clemson. Um, that was also that was really awesome to see. You know, there really wasn't any other game other than our Alabama just absolutely uh, molly-whopping our Arkansas State. I mean, that was just pathetic. A-State, come on now. Step your game up. You're embarrassing the state of Arkansas. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that because Arkansas fans are going to say that. No, Razorbacks are doing a good job of that. So, But uh, either way, had to hand out those and say kudos to all those teams in the SEC. It's going to be such a brutal division. I mean brutal. If A&M if A&M's the – I mean, because who's the worst team besides Arkansas? Because Arkansas is clearly the worst team in the SEC West right now. Maybe Ole Miss because they scored 76 points, but they gave up like 50 to Southern Illinois. So they're not good by any stretch. <sighs> but I have a feeling Arkansas is going to finish last. Prove me wrong, Razorbacks. Please prove me wrong. I don't want to deal with another season. Because like, if you think about it, I don't even want to bring this up. But if you think about it, if Arkansas went over this year, which is a realistic possibility, that would mean in the past five seasons, five no, six seasons, six seasons, half of them, half, three of the last six seasons, you would have gone 0-8, 1-7, 0-8 oh in three of those. Ugh. Ugh. Painful. Let's hope that doesn't happen, folks, shall we? Let's just, let's just not do that. Let's not talk about it. Wait till it happens first, then we can discuss it. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razor X podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, also on Google Play. We're on the TuneIn app. Going to be on Spotify here very soon, too. Keep them coming and keep those voicemails coming, too. That, those make it fun as well. At least I think it's making it fun. Keep the voicemails and say your names, too. Even if it's a made-up name, make it fun. And again, this is not FCC-regulated, so if some of you feel the need to swear or drop expletives, hey, I'm, I'm not going to stop you on it. Just saying. Keep it classy, but keep it real. Appreciate it all for you listening in. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 